Hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast here with Ronnie from the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired the creation of the band, and what does the band name mean? Man, you are really calm, like me. Yeah. Usually everybody says that to me. Um, what inspired the band? You know, um, it's me and my brother. My brother Randy's been in the band forever. And uh, we had another band before this band called Dishonest, which was a super metal band, like metal fusion and before that, we were both in high school and junior high band. So I played tuba. So I can read and write music. A lot of rockers can't do that. So can my brother. So, you know, music orchestral is really a big part of my life uh, as a young man. And then we decided that rock and roll was just cooler. You know, that's all. Nothing personal. So um, there's m multiple bands, uh, mainly Dishonest, a couple bands before that one even. And then Red Jumpsuit wanted being a side project. But as far as just going after that i want to be in a band i want to be a songwriter i want to be you know rocker i want to try to do this for a living that's something that me and randy just decided one day after being old enough to kind of look at all the careers out there you know because there comes a certain age where that becomes apparent to you on a real level like hey what do i want to do with my life do i want to go to college for this or that and you look at all the money it takes and all the time and whether it's worth it or not and we just decided that we wanted to be in a band so that's what we did hell yeah college all right and the band name meaning the band name we had a bunch of band names the band name's totally random other than the last part we actually had a, a poster board on the wall you know we were still in our early teens <clears throat> early to late teens then so everything was a joke we mainly just played halo you know halo As one was the big thing thank you Mm -hmm. um so we actually did it right man we had four screens we had the, the xbox linked with the green cable remember mm -hmm. that yeah. Nobody even knows what that means these days because, yeah. um, you know, there was no online multiplayer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And we'd have all of our friends come over and we'd do these huge Halo parties. And then afterwards we would jam. That's how Red Jumpsy Apparatus started. Like it was always just me. I had all my jam stuff in the room because my other band, which Randy was in, he was the lead singer and I was the drummer. So all the gear was there and set up. That's where we practice. But after Halo practice, I would go sing these punk emo songs and everybody who I hung out with was musicians. So the band's always just been my friends at the time, including how it started. We threw a bunch of names up on the wall that were all completely dumb. Umbrella Ninjas, oh. almost one. And I wish it did now because Umbrella Academy is all big. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would have been kind of an interesting twist to the fate. But the Umbrella yeah. Ninjas was one. There was all kinds of goofy stuff. And we came up with the red jumpsuit. And I thought it sounded a little bit too close to Yellow Card, who was from our hometown, Jacksonville who we loved and thought were great, an awesome band. Seen them many times before they were big, just as a, a kid at a garage show. So I was like, ah, red jumpsuit, yellow cards. We need another word, like it's too close for me personally. I don't want to mm -hmm. diss anybody. My bass player, who actually never got to play his first show, but he was the original bass player, bass player James Gums. He's a super genius. He's been, uh, the military came and grabbed him, and he's been gone ever since then, since we were like 18. He still works for them doing smart stuff we'll just say that he goes hmm what if we put apparatus on the end because then it can mean anything mm -hmm. so we literally named the band that way it can mean anything so there's no ultimate meaning it's just mm -hmm. there you go just whatever you make of it oh yeah thanks james he's it's way odd. smarter than me i took his word for it yeah and it worked thanks, out james. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out yeah mm -hmm. Uh, so congrats on your most recent release, uh, The Emergency. How do you feel about the response to it so far? The Emergency EP has been awesome, man. I mean, 
if you look at the stats, you know, they're all maxed out. So like best release we've ever had on Spotify with playlists and whatnot. And YouTube, we've had more views on our lyric videos and our, and our one official video for the real world than we had any other year. So like, even though all of 2020 was so crazy, um, a lot of artists were pushing back and, you know, didn't want to put the music out, but I tend to write inspiring music. So I thought, Hey, if there's ever a time that we need some inspiration, you know, it's right now. And it was still kind of a tough decision to make. We were really nervous about it. We almost didn't do it, but I'm happy to say that with our fan base, you know, I can't speak for everybody out there. Some people don't even like email. They don't want anything to do with it. Period. It's country or death, you know what I mean? Or whatever in death. And when you meet those people, it makes sense. You're like, okay, I get it. You just don't like any emo bands. It's not that you don't mm-hmm. like my band. You're, just, you're not interested in rock in general. Yeah. So, but to uh, the general rock world and our fans, fans specifically, like, um, yeah, man, it did as well as it could. So we're pretty, pretty grateful. I'm just super grateful. Really happy with it. Yeah. Good. I'm I happy fi- to hear that. I finally got a chance to listen yeah. to it after it like kind of flew under my radar. And I was like actually blown away. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, we have a tendency to do that. We fly under everybody's radar. And we've been doing it for a long time. And we just don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, we don't worry about it because you don't really have to force anybody to do anything anymore. They'll find it. If it's good, they'll find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah. trying to like offend you by saying that. That's just kind of what happened. It flew under my radar and I finally no, found I, it. Yeah. Believe it or not it's a strategy okay. <laughs> all right mm-hmm. game plan uh so is there any meaning behind the ep name or cover art yeah so the emergency ep is the first time our lead guitarist josh burke has named one of our releases so he's been in the band a long time but this time he looked over i was like man i don't even know what to call this thing you know we had all these songs minus one we hadn't uh, recorded please unfriend me yet because we recorded that in quarantine but all the other songs were already done and he's like, I keep thinking about that song, that line from Brace Yourself. Case of emergency. What do we call it? The emergency EP. And I was like, whoa, that sounds good to me. Like, I'm just a really simple guy. So, like, I've never really been great at naming things. Like, our first album that everybody really knows the most called Don't You Fake It. That's just a line, one of my lyrics from one of our songs called In Fate's Hands. So because of my lack of creativity when it comes to specifically naming albums and EPs, we usually in the past just take one of my lyrics. And mm-hmm. so again, that happened with Lonely Road. That's the title lyric from Lonely Road. We use that. Again, it happened with Am I the Enemy? Title track, we use that. So, you know, that typically is what happened. So it was nice to have Josh just kind of look over and say, how about just the emergency EP? And I, I don't know, I liked it right away. Simple, solid. Uh, can yeah. you tell me about your writing process for this EP? This one was different, you know, um, we've been in band a long time though. So 17 years recording, touring and all that, like you're going to try different things. Um, in the past, it's always really been me doing a lot. And then just whoever I happen to have in the band at the time jumps on the instrument and tracks it out. But this time it was all Josh and my drummer, John, who also mixed to the EP. So that's such a huge part when you're talking to somebody and they're listening to the new EP and they're like, man, it sounds great we did not use some famous producer and mixer. We did all of that in house. And that's just, you know, to be, um, it's easy to say, but hard to do and then have success, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm very proud of that. So Josh, this time around, Josh and John Espy, Josh Burke and John Espy wrote most of the music. I barely even touched the music, which is super rare for Red Jumpsuit. The songs, however, I wrote all the songs, all the lyrics, the melodies, I arranged them and I produced them. 
so they sound like red jumpsuit because mm-hmm. I've been in the band so long and I got all the clothes. So, you know, I got to <laughs> be the guy that does that. You know what I mean? Of but course. other than that, you know, all the riffs and the cool like musical things that normally I do. And if I don't do it, Randy, my brother does it. They did it all on this EP. And I think it shows it has a younger kind of different edge to it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So, so you said like everything was done in house. Is that going to become like the new norm or was it just the case for, for this EP? One. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, because we are still independent, you know, a lot of people say they're independent, but they're signed to an independent label. That's not independent. That's signed to an indie label. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're truly independent for the last decade straight, we did sign a distribution deal. And again, to get specific, that's just a distribution deal. It's not a record label, not a record deal. And there's a huge difference in two different contracts and all two different worlds. Yeah. With that being said, we've remained independent for the last 10 years. So if we were to sign a record deal with, let's just say, Sony or Warner Brothers or some big company, they would probably take that over mm-hmm. um, in the event of that happening. But we don't plan on it happening. But I don't like to say never because I've learned in life when you say never, it comes back and smacks you in the face. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So let's let's just say that's not the plan. But um, the plan is to continue to kill it on the underground, which is where we're comfortable. And, you know, yeah, do it all in-house from here on out. As long as people still like it. I mean, easily this thing could have came out and nobody liked it. Yeah, That can happen, especially mm-hmm. with the 2020 being all upside down as it is. You know, so like it was actually more shocking that it was received as well as it was than the other way around. So, you know, that definitely made me feel good about uh, producing. But it's not my first time producing the band. I produced all, a lot of the stuff before we got signed. And I also produced the Heller High Water EP, which was our best EP until this one. Um, you know what I mean? So, but having John Mix, our drummer, um, really helped me not have to send it to anybody, you know, we, mm-hmm. like you said, so we'll see. That is the current plan. Okay. Okay. And I also want to ask about how it was like recording a song in quarantine. Cause like you guys have been a band for so long. So it was so different to kind of, it was like different. It's kind of like how I'm talking to you right now, yeah. you know, like I was zooming the guys and, um, we, were, we did a lot of Zooms. All of a sudden, I know what Zoom is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> before this year, we had never Zoomed one time, you know? Yeah. And uh, now we got some hours logged in. I got the pro membership now or whatever it's called, you know, because I kept getting cut off. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it was uncomfortable, I'm not going to lie, because we like to get in a room and get loud. We, mm-hmm. we are a real band that started in a jam room. Um, believe it or not, that's becoming increasingly more uncommon these days. It's much more producer made and uh, bands kind of meet online and then they you know they they never even see each other and next thing you know they got a, a facebook and an instagram and a bunch of views and they're doing well which is cool and they've never even played a show together so like that's just not the world that i was born into um we're still a little bit of that old school i mean look i'm old i'm older you know what i mean so we do things still the old way um so it was uncomfortable but after we got used to it after we were able to email each other the tracks back and forth and just talk it out, um, it wound up coming out really cool. You know, would I like to do a whole record like that? No, I wouldn't. But now I know we can do it and I know we can be competitive and I know we can, because we're really just competing with ourselves. When, you, when you're in a band like Red Jumpsuit that's had 10 number ones and, you know, from Don't You Fake It all the way till now, like you're just competing with yourself. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about any other band. So we just wanted to make sure that this, was good enough to match all of our other stuff. And, and I'm happy to say that I believe that even the quarantine song, uh, Please Unfriend Me, meets that that level of, of coolness or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Solid. That's you. 
Um, Did you? So okay. Is there any story behind the uh, the music video that you guys shot for this? EP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we also technically shot that thing in quarantine. Um, oh wow! I it was still you know there was still just a lot of uh, questions about what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. You know, mm -hmm. and I've been very safe the whole time. I've I've stood on the side of I'd rather not get this thing if I can avoid it. And I've been told that I can avoid it. And guess what? I've avoided it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what a shocker. So, um, you know, the whole time I've just been telling people to, you know, wear the masks, you know, wash your hands, be, pay attention, socially distance, don't gather when you don't need to, all that annoying stuff. And I don't mind being the guy because I'm a dad. So it doesn't bother me at all. I see all of my fans now as family. And I never did that before I had a kid. It really does change you. It changes the way you see everybody. It changes the way I see you guys right now, you know, because I've I've been involved now in like the other side of being alive. You know, there's there's living for self and then there's living for others. There's just two different ways to live. So with that being said, you know, I, I don't know. It's 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 something that only parents, I guess, will understand. So like, you know, I'm just going to stick with that. It's working for me so far. And with the music video, we kept that in mind. So. For the first time ever, again, 17 years, we're used to doing it a certain way. Mm. I had an entire separate crew in Florida film all on green screen. Then we had a digital effects artist, which we've never used before, CGI them in. So it's actually them. They're in costume, really playing and jamming out and built a world behind them. Then in California, with the one member who I do have living here, my drummer, John, we met up with a crew that was socially distanced, wearing masks in an open space inside of a really awesome legendary hotel called the Mission Inn here in Riverside, California. As a matter of fact, the room that we filmed in used to be lived in by Anne Rice, who is a favorite no uh, famous novelist known mm -hmm. for all kinds of books, including the Vampire Chronicles, if you're into that kind of stuff, which I am. In. So it was just so, super cool and kind of surreal. And uh, we shot the video also distance, John on the green screen by himself. And then he left and then I had the kind of my way with the room. And we pulled off this epic video. I mean, honestly, I love the video. So, um, and, and the lyrics explain it. So if you ever want to know what our, any of our songs are about, from Face Down to Guardian Angel all the way to Is This the Real World, just read the lyrics. I'm very straightforward. Hell yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Thank how you. you, like, cut everybody in. That's... It, it was wild. Before. And we did it through Zoom. I was literally with the director in one Zoom bubble, and then the whole Florida crew and the guys on the other one, and we were communicating and changing lenses and all kinds of crazy stuff. So it was tough. And, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll release, release a little bit of that footage and show everybody kind of what we were doing there. But I'm happy to say I think it came out really cool. And, again, our, our fans like it, which is all that really matters to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it came out really good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what song off of the EP took the longest to write, and which one is your personal favorite? Honestly, they were all pretty quick. Um, this was a fast one, man. I mean, the other five songs were recorded on the tour bus. That's another thing I forgot to mention that was really fun about this. Because last year, you know, pre-COVID, uh, we've never stopped touring in 17 years. This is the longest we've, we haven't had a breakup or a hiatus. We just stayed together. Wow. You know, some guys have left, but that happens in bands. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. But, you know, we've never, never taken time off. So last year at the end of the year when we were finishing up our tour because the music was already ready john and josh originally wrote this stuff for them for themselves they were calling it a mixtape and i would hear it every now and then and be like hey that sounds pretty cool but i would change this or that and they'd be like eh. 
you know, they didn't want to give it to me because they knew what was going to happen if they gave it to me. Mm-hmm. But eventually, um, luckily for all of us, um, they decided that they wanted to share it with Red Jumpsuit because Red Jumpsuit's kind of a machine. Once you give it to me, it's not going to be what you gave me. It's going to be a Red Jumpsuit version of yeah. what you gave me. And the cool thing is, is they're in the band. And that's what I was trying to tell them. I was like, you're only going to like it because you like all the other stuff. And they wound up seeing it my way and they forked it over. So right away, I reproduced it and we tracked it. I mean, we tracked all five of those songs in the tour bus in like three weeks, which by the way is lightning speed, if -hmm. you know anything about album production, other than that one quarantine song. So it just came together really quick, probably because it was something that John and Josh had already been working on, I think for years to give them due credit. Um, By the time I got around to it, it was already very like, um, what would you say? Like it was already very posh, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just all defragmented and unorganized. But all the ideas were there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And your favorite? Oh, my favorite? Oh, mm-hmm. That's such a hard question to answer always. But um, mine's still, mine's the uh, just the super punk rock one. You know, it's called A Long Time Ago in a Galaxy mm-hmm. Called LA. I mean, I'm also a super Star Wars fan. It's not something I fake. Like, you know, there's, there's Star <gasps> yeah, Wars I saw stuff. Mm-hmm. There's BB-8 over there. It's just all over my house and part of my life. And, you know, ever since I was a, a youngling, I've, I've been hardcore. So that one was just really fun for me so and i love doing that one live because it's so much high energy mm-hmm. yeah uh so where was your headspace at while you're writing the cp again it came together really quickly and um the lyrics are very straightforward so i was just writing about things that i thought were important back then in 2019 and then lo and behold the ep comes out and it's like whoa all, all of our friends are like this is super relevant did you record this last night or last week i'm like no, these are things I was already thinking about, just like you guys, mm-hmm. you know, because anytime you see something happen in the world, something else happened first. And that's a big part of the dialogue that's being missed right now. When people get angry or upset and then they do this or they do that, that's because for a long time before that, something was happening to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was just a little bit hip to that wave, um, I'd like to say, because obviously we recorded these songs in 2019. Um, and, you know, I just try to think about like what our fans are going through. When people comment on our comments, we actually read them because we're ind- we're independent. We don't have a label running our social media, and it's been like that for a decade. So we're pretty in connection with our real fans, the people who consistently engage, the people who reach out to us. We have had fans who have asked us for help, for guidance, for advice. So when they're sharing those with me, I try to think about what they're saying. I try to put my put myself in their shoes. And if I can, somehow, some way on the next record or the next EP, I try to address that issue. I try to lift mm. that person up because I know I'm not talking to that one person because if one person feels that way, chances are a lot more people feel that way. They just didn't have the courage to tell me or tell somebody like me. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of courage. So I don't I don't disregard that. Wow, so you're like the voice for those people. Or... I guess, you know. Wow. All right. I try to be. You know, nobody's perfect. We've made plenty of mistakes. Anybody who knows anything about our career will tell you that, but we've been honest the whole time. You know, so when people come to us, uh, I mean, that's what Face Down was. That's something I went through that I decided to share. So I just never stopped doing what we did in the very beginning, lyrically. That's one thing that's been consistent from day one all the way till now, including mm-hmm. the emergency EP. Man. All right. Solid. Uh, so is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through this EP? Man, that's a tough question to answer. Um, I don't like to control people. 
Like mm-hmm. I try so hard not to because it's so easy, especially as an artist, you know, pick any artist. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I want you to vibe on this track or I want you to hype on this track. Right. Yeah. And they're pretty much pitching you that because they want you to go that way. But I think I really just I really just preach as much as I can open thought, you know, to just feel how you want. Because I also learned early on that fans will do whatever they want with a song. Like your guardian angel is not a wedding song, guys. It's not like it was not written about a man and a woman getting married. But lo and behold, every single wedding I go to, everyone, it's the wedding song. Mm-hmm. Or if you go on a cruise ship, I, I've been on many. I haven't been on one that doesn't have that song where there's people dancing to it, mm-hmm. you know, who just got married on the boat. And then the same thing goes for funerals, right? So then it gets played at a lot of funerals. Again, like I'm so blown away that people are bringing that song into their life in such a huge moment, a wedding or a funeral, something you're never going to forget. So what happened was they made that song what they wanted to make it. Mm-hmm. And I just learned, you know what? It doesn't even matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I think. I'm just the messenger, clearly. So like, you know, whatever they need to receive, they're going to receive. All I got to do is transmit. And, you know, however they receive is cool with me. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. That's cool. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words. Three words. Um, oh, I'm probably going to fail at this. No, you um, can't fail. It's hard with three words, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. I like using a color, too. So, hmm. man. Um, oh, dang. It's always the easy ones that stump me. You know what I mean? Uh, I'll just go with something generic, like, you know, um, um, am I trying to describe it? Is that what I'm trying to do? Yeah. 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 Hmm. How about not a sleeper? Okay. Okay. Right. Not a That's sleeper. solid. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sleep on it. Right. So not right. a sleeper, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so how do you go about picking the lead single for this EP? Did you just kind of like throw all the songs into a hat and then pick which one you thought you got first? Or did you go through them all and say like, oh, this one represents the EP the most? Thank you for asking me that. Actually, that's one thing I do put a lot of thought into mm-hmm. as opposed to naming the album or the EP. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the guy who picks the single and I have been since the beginning um, because um, it's important that yeah. first vision into it. So what I do is I try to go away as much away from mainstream as I can with the first swing, um, which is not what everybody else does. But that's why I said that we like to kill it on the underground. So that's why we led with a long time ago in a galaxy called LA. You're not going to hear that on a rock station. You're not going to hear that on a pop station. You're not, mm-hmm. It's too punk. It's too awesome punk. They won't touch it because it's too great. And that's the truth. And a lot of other bands have great songs that'll never be played too, but that doesn't mean they're not great. So mm-hmm. we put a lyric video out for it right away and pow, we smashed a million views in no time, you know what I mean? And killed it on Spotify, thanks to all of our help, of course. Like there's a big team behind Red Jumpsuit, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. You know, we got great team members that we've brought in over the years. But the good news is, is we led with this very risky super punk track, but then what did we do right after that? We gave them Brace Yourself. Mm-hmm. Embrace Yourself is the classic red jumpsuit radio format with a little bit of an edge to it, which is exactly what Face Down is when you think about it, right? It's a big, open, positive, mainstream song that still has some like almost metal to it mm-hmm. or what we call post-hardcore to be more specific. That's what yeah. we call it in my genre. 
but the average bear just calls it metal because they don't understand what post-hardcore means. So, and I get all that. So really brace yourself as just a reminder to all of those face downers out there um, that we still got that, but we're not going to make a whole record like that because we like all this other stuff too. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's really cool. You just basically go for the opposite of mainstream. That's all you got to do to be in the underground. Yeah. Of course. All right. Simple. Uh, So you guys did a live stream show at the Whiskey A Go Go in like October, right? Uh, What was Mm -hmm. that like? And um, how'd you guys try to like bridge that gap between the fans and you guys since, you know, it's online. It was online. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Stream it like you mean it is what we called it, which I thought Mm -hmm. was funny because I told you I'm terrible at naming things. I was like, that's the best I got, guys. And you know what? We're super awkward. Like we're super awkward. I'm a Twitch streamer. Like we're not the average rock and roll stars, if you will. We just never have been, even Mm -hmm. if you go back and look at, you know, how we were. So I'm glad in hindsight that we stayed relatively regular, but um, stream it like you mean it was super fun. More importantly than anything, I hadn't seen my brother or any of my bandmates since March, mm-hmm. you know, since early March. So it had gotten to the point where we were just really starting to miss each other and the morale, not for the band. It was a weird position because the band, the music was doing so well. And I felt bad for John and Josh because they had such a huge part in it and it, we're you know, cranking out all these cool reviews and all the fans are like, we love it. And we can't play it. We can't play it because we don't live next to each other. We at least trust me when I tell you if, if we would have all lived in the same state or the area, we at least would have been hanging out on the weekends jamming it mm-hmm. just for ourselves in the jam room, not streaming it live just because we actually enjoy each other's company and we like to jam. Yeah. That's why we do rock music, you know, like, so it was a little weird. It was a little weird. We were all feeling a little itchy to just get together and see each other. So it took a lot of planning on my end to do it properly. I flew some guys in in stages and I quarantined them as wild as that sounds. I did mm-hmm. that. I did all of those things. And the only guy I didn't do that drove all the way from there to here and with, with all the measures checked. So we, by, like a chess game, I moved mm-hmm. them around each other until I got them all around me. And then I kept them all in one place. And I made them rehearse every single day. And that was the only thing they were allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't mind doing any of that because I love these guys. Mm-hmm. And I care about these guys. And I care about their families. And they all understood that. So there was no angst. There was no, you're taking away my freedom or blah, blah, blah. There wasn't any of that. There was, holy crap, you actually think you can pull this off? Let's do it, brother. You know what I mean? So the vibe was awesome. It was amazing to see them. I got to meet my niece for the first time. My brother Randy and his wife Erin had a baby named Stella. So she was like four or five months when I finally got to meet her. Obviously, pre-COVID, I would have been there for her birth. Um, so, you know, that was another great thing. And, and they got to stay here and with my wife and my son. And we got to be a family for a couple of days. And then, oh, yeah, we streamed a show. So, like, for us, it was almost, <laughs> af- it was almost after the thought. I hate to yeah. say that, but it's true because there were all these other cool things that came in. So long story short, we met up, we jammed, and then we went to the whiskey, which we've played many times. It's a legendary venue. We've sold it out. Like, I don't know how many times every time we play there, they're cool to us. So we wanted to go back to a venue and help a venue that has been cool to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bands will always remember that. I'll tell you that right now. Some venues are not very nice to you. And some of them are, and guess who's still open and still running business. The venues that were nice to the bands, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. what goes around comes around, man. I talk about that on Please Unfriend Me. Um, and you can see a lot of that happening in 2020. You know what I mean? So we got together. We did a live stream. It was our first time in 17 years. 
Um, many times we'd just be playing a show and then a day later we'd get an email saying, oh, way back in the corner over there, that little bulb with spider webs on it, that's a webcam. And we actually live streamed you guys last night. And if you want to see it, here's a link. So like we have seen later, way later, kind of janky live streamed stuff that we never knew about. The sound quality wasn't proper because they didn't know how to mix through an OBS. Like mm -hmm. they didn't know anything about what we now know today mm -hmm. is accurate live streaming techniques. So it's our first real one. I want to really make that a point. And I, we had a great time. So it went awesome. We didn't have any major mistakes. A lot of those songs, that's what people don't understand. A lot of those songs that we played that night is the very first time we were ever jamming them as a band live. So it's a moment that we will always remember. And I got to have all this footage from all these great camera guys and the whiskey really went all out. They did the best lights ever. The sound was killer. I have all that. So mm -hmm. we get to watch that. We can rewatch it. A lot of times we'll watch ourselves and see, okay, we definitely made a mistake there. You can't deny it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I really missed that note. Like I need to work on that and I'll work on that note. You know what I mean? And so we do kind of like how NFL players do, you know, yeah. and they watch it. So we've been using it for that as a resource tool. And then maybe one day we'll put it out as far as like a YouTube or a, a, a social media type of thing. But right now we're just keeping it really super secret and safe. So if you didn't catch the live stream, in case you haven't noticed, we did not restream it and we did not upload it. Just like I said, we wouldn't. So, uh, you know, it's, um, we'll see where one day we will, but not right now. Right now it's just kind of ours and we get to have it. Yeah. Yeah. If quarantine just continues. Give, give I know, right? Something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what are we going to do? Uh, so you guys actually decided to donate a chunk of the profits you made off of this EP to a charity. How did you decide which charity to donate to and what made you donate money to it? Thank you for asking. We're still in the process of that. It hasn't mm -hmm. actually physically been donated, but I love it when anybody brings it up. So if you're mm -hmm. watching this and you want to donate, all you have to do is specifically buy the song. Brace yourself because mm -hmm. it's that one song. The single version which you'll see it looks different than the ep version okay. or even half to the COVID relief fund the only reason why we didn't do it yet is because we wanted to collect more money so yeah. we have some we collected x amount um i feel like we can do a little bit better that's just my opinion so instead of sending the the kind of small amount that we first got it's already double what i was going to send the first time so that's great that made oh. me feel really good yeah but i felt like hey might as well just wait a little bit longer because people are still finding out about the ep so, you know, that's a fact right now. It's still considered new. Luckily for me, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go ahead and make that donation before the first of the year. And the donation is just simple. It's the COVID relief fund. So everybody knows about it. It's very legitimate. And what they will do with that money, I don't know. But we just wanted to help in some small way. You know, so, you know, the, one of the only ways that we make money these days is by digital downloads and streams. And for that one digital download, which was our main single, you know, we're giving half back. So that's pretty pretty big deal for us it's the best we could do you know we couldn't really do anything else other than that other than have like a covid relief shirt and to be honest with you i think that's been done enough you know what i mean oh, yeah. like yeah so many bands did it right away i was like whoa like i get it like i love raising money i mean come on guys we've been doing it since face down like i i i love helping a cause but i'm not going to be the 15th band today <laughs> that, that comes out with the next one you know what i yeah. mean so like yeah. I had to think of something. So it's the best I could think of on short notice. And we are going to be making that donation. I'm just letting that pot get a little bit bigger because I can. Um, mm -hmm. And then boom, it's all happening. It's going to happen before the end of the year. 
Um, but I am happy to say it's a lot more than it was in the beginning. And the reason why is because our fans are just like me and they stream more now. Mm -hmm. You know, they use Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Pandora, and they don't buy. So the people who did go actually buy the song, they literally bought it just to donate. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of cool. So it's it's not as astronomically high as back in the day where when we, you know like when a face down or any song from 2006 came out when people still bought cds you know that was these round things that we used to stick in <laughs> stereos that you guys probably don't know about yeah yeah kids don't even know what they are these days i have one right okay, over here so i collect you that one like, yeah did you get it from the antique store yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. I just, one of our friends sent their new single on all right i like your discs. friend mm -hmm. there you go Dude, that's how we started. All we ever did was write our own song names right on those burn discs, yeah. you know, way back in 04. So there you go. That, that's what's going on with that. We will be making that donation. And anybody who did buy specifically Brace Yourself on iTunes for the fundraiser, I just want to say thank you. Because now there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Um, so I would assume you guys are going to pick up touring as soon as that's mm -hmm. allowed, correct? Yeah, you know what? It's it's such a weird question, right? Because some bands are touring now. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's weird. Like they're doing it low key and they're kinda like not talking about it. And then every now and then you'll see press on it and everybody's like hating on that band or whatever. So yeah. we have not we have not done that. Um I told you I'm a dad, so I want uh people to be alive in general and I, I, I look more to those things than I do money. I'm not monetarily driven. So tour is the best thing in the world. It's so much fun. But not right now. I don't think it's a very good idea and neither do any of the smart people. So when the smart people tell us it's all good, you're going to see a whole flood of bands mm -hmm. announcing shows. It's going to be wild. Like every band you've ever heard of is going to be playing again. So it's just a matter of time. And we're just another one of those bands. When will that happen? I have no idea. But if I had to guess or if I had to hope, I'm hoping by next spring, you know, I'm hoping next April, May, maybe even earlier, who knows? And if that doesn't happen, then that's okay. Because mm -hmm. it will happen. Because eventually, we'll get through this. You know, mm -hmm. we just got to stay mm -hmm. positive. So I don't think touring's over forever. I know that it's coming back. And as soon as we get the, the go-ahead, because, you know, if we went and booked a tour right now, well, we can play a show in this county, but not this county. Mm -hmm. And then we can play a show in a county in this county, in that county. We can play a show in this country, but they're not country. How is mm -hmm. that fair to our fans? Yeah. yeah. How is that fair to our fans? We've been a band for 17 years. We got fans all over the world, not just the North America or South America. That's just not fair. So we couldn't think of a fair way to cherry pick markets. If you call, that's what they call them anyway, on the emails. Mm -hmm. We just don't look at things that way. You know what I mean? So when it's fair for everybody, we'll, that's when we'll do it. Okay. Okay. And I would, what can fans expect from your shows then once, once they come back? Uh, we're a real band. Um, I like to remind people of that. So there's all different kinds of rock shows going on right now, you know, where it's just kind of a bunch of tracks and like, you know, the, all of these big screens and there's a lot of production going on, but no one's actually playing their instruments. Mm. Um, that is very common these days. We're the opposite, just like I said, like, like we talked about earlier. So we go and plug our amps in and we, you know, we get our drumsticks Mm -hmm. And we turn up the microphones and we play. We actually rock out and play live. And you'd be surprised how many times at the end of the show, the front of the house would be like, man, you're the first real band we've had in here in two weeks. That oh was a God. great show. It's more prevalent than you guys realize, uh, even on TV shows, uh, pre-tapings, all that stuff. So we don't do any of that. Um, so you might be a little shocked if you've never been to a real live show before, because it sounds awesome. It mm -hmm. rocks. 
it sound you can't fake it i don't care how many tracks you got <laughs> and you'll see the interaction between band members and we change things live we play off of each other's intuitions we add mm-hmm. and take away things we engage with the crowd because that's the kind of shows that i liked when i was a young punker going out and seeing a band called blink 182 that nobody understood that i thought was brilliant yeah. who literally also just plugged in three instruments and rocked and yeah. that was it and that was enough for me then and it's enough for me now mm-hmm. All right. it's so where do you see the band in the next five years well, I'll be five years older. Holy crap, I don't even want to imagine that. So I'll be 42. I'll be a geezer. I'll be an official geezer. Hopefully I'll have some like gray beard going on. I definitely <laughs> want to do that one day. But I told my wife I'm not cutting my hair again cause, because it's starting to go gray. I want to have long, white, Shaolin monk hair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my goal. So hair-wise, we'll go with that. Uh, band-wise, um, you know... Uh, we're just going to keep going. Like, like I told you guys, we're all in house, so we don't have to worry about um, giving our money to a record label. We don't get to worry about that. Um, we can actually handle the work. So I hope we put out a couple more albums and EPs. We've already got a lot out there. It's hard enough to convince people to listen to our new music as it is when they're still stuck on the old music, but we actually understand that. Um, but that's no reason to just stop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because we will do what we want. Like everybody does what they want. So I hope we're just, still doing what we're doing, putting out positive music that can encourage people in, in a world that's just really negative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's valid. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, so I can shift away from music and go straight to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last Whoa. meal be with a drink? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. What a nice swerve there. Okay. The last meal. Mm-hmm. Oof. Man. You guys are hitting me with the deep ones today. Mm-hmm. I should have known. I should have known when I first saw both of you. All right. I'm going to go with a classic American red, white, and blue all the way. McDonald's number one Big Mac combo with a large mm-hmm. Coke and a large fry. But I will insist on some nuggets as well. Okay. And a, fr- uh, and a uh, what do they call that? A Frosty with the little uh, candies in it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I had yeah. a name um, for it. What's the name? I've never had somebody them before, will, but I know what you're talking about. Somebody will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah the put ice it cream in there and they swell it off. There mm-hmm. you go. That's my last meal. And to drink, it'd be Coke. Coca-Cola Classic, okay. man. All the way. White polar bear can if they got it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Solid. <laughs> uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Fictional world? That's an easy one. Star Wars, no problem. Now Star- it's like which one, right? So yeah. mm, probably uh, I really like... Um, I always thought that I, uh, the, the uh, planet where Yoda, where they first find Yoda, it's called Dagobah. It's like a mm-hmm. swampy, kind of dark, misty, jungly swampland, kind of like mm-hmm. Florida where I'm from. So <laughs> I think I would fit in just fine with the alligators and the snakes mm-hmm. and all of the mist. And I actually kind of miss it sometimes because I don't see a lot of that in California. So Dagobah, without a doubt on all right. <laughs> uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to has said it's the most important question. What is your favorite color? Oh, man. That's, you guys got to know the answer to that one already. Red, guys. Red. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I buy red stuff all the time. People can't believe it. They're like, oh, is it because you're in the band? I'm like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's surrounded by the I'm color. I'm in red jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. So everything I buy, if it's got a color option, I'm going red. You red. know, yeah. yeah. 
Got to rep the band every this, single time. I feel like I can't even walk by it without buying it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I feel Legally the same after. way. Yeah. If I'm looking for a fedora hat, I got to go with the red <laughs> Got to go with I the mean, red one, obviously. If I'm going to play a guitar in a Guardian Angel music video, it's going to be a red one, guys. Exactly. He saw this one coming. He had all the props around him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So truly, now you know it is my favorite color. Yeah, mm-hmm. you weren't kidding. Yeah. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no, just uh, one more time. Thanks for the interview, guys. I really did enjoy it. You guys are really fun to talk to. And uh, check out the new EP if you haven't checked it out. Every single song that you ever want to hear is on TheRedJumpsuitApparatus.com. Bandname.com. Links to socials. The new EP is right there embedded to the website. You don't even have to go anywhere else. Hope you like it. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for sitting out with us. This has been Ronnie from the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and We're the Good Noise Podcast.